The strategies and concepts discussed are for educational purposes only and do not represent specific investment tax or state planning advice. Investing carries an inherent element of risk and is possible to lose principal and interest when investing in securities. No strategy can guarantee a profit or prevent a loss. The views expressed represent the personal opinions of the presenter or featured guests, not necessarily those of USA Financial or its affiliated subsidiaries. Any opinions or forecasting statements are subject to change at any time and without notice. John Cindia is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services are offered through USA Financial Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. LifeStages Advisory is not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. LifeStages Advisory, Dean or Remington, or any guest we have are not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Welcome to episode 86 of WTF, Wealth Tax and Finances. I'm your host, John Cindia, certified public accountant and personal financial specialist. Guess who's in the studio? Who? My two homies. <laughs> the, hy- the hydro homies. <laughs> the hydro oh, homies. Oh, yeah. Quick yeah. shout out to the hydro yeah, homies. Everybody's yeah, everybody's on their water binge for this week. I don't know, cleansing or whatever they're doing. I'm oh, not sure. Just, just not like, to get kidney I just stones. Like water, John. Yeah, you I just don't want to get kidney stones. That's water. what it is. Yes. Anyway. What we're going to talk about today is everything, all the news and the noise, which is uh, sort of synonymous anymore uh, in the media about what's going on with uh, the government and taxes and the markets and everything else. And we're here the uh, 1st of October, and everything you're hearing is the market's going to crash, the market's going to go up forever. Um, you got to sell out of everything. You got to go to gold, get out of Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, uh, do everything from uh, buying absolutely uh, staying out of bonds to uh, buying dividend stocks to get out of the market, go to cash. And what do you need to do? What sounds do you think, like, sounds like uh, doomsday prepping. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to put all my cash under my mattress. Yeah. I've got all mine in my pocket. I, 50 bucks. I just have mine buried in the backyard. Yeah, in the tin cans and stuff. No, oh. I just like each one just will hold stuff, crumple money into it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so it's crazy. What you got to do is stop listening to this stuff. Um, I've had clients here in the last month or two uh, calling in, you know, like the sky is falling and everything else. And uh, once you, yes, going nuts, once you end up hearing all this stuff, just, you know, take a deep breath, first of all, and then figure out if anything has changed in your life first. Uh, if you're within probably three to five years of retirement, then we may need to sit down anyway to talk and uh, maybe get you into a, um, a little bit more of a moderate uh, type of investing philosophy of what you've got, uh, whether you are conservative or aggressive or whatever. Unless you're really close, and close I mean, you know, being able to um, ride out one of these pullbacks of 10 or 15 or 20 percent. So if you've got somewhere between three and five years right before you're ready to retire, I would say that, you know, you may be wanting to take some profits off the table and reallocate or do something a little bit different. But if that hasn't happened and if there's not a major, major shift in something uh, and, and there have certainly have been a lot of things happening with uh, COVID over the last 18 uh, months that, you know, you may have needed to do something anyway. 
And if you haven't, maybe now is a good time. If you've lost a job, um, you've gotten cut back on uh, your job workings or anything. Uh, if you have had to, um, you know, draw down on your savings, maybe you've had to borrow off of your 401k, something like that. If any of these situations have happened to where, you know, you're not in as good of condition as you were prior to COVID, then yeah, you need to sit down with someone like us to actually sit down and do some planning. But you can't get caught up in, like I say, the, the noise and everything of what's going on in Congress. Uh, we're going to bring that up in a, in a different episode. And actually, the next episode coming up is going to be more about uh, the tax proposals, what Congress is looking at, why they're doing certain things, what the impact is going to be, and uh, you know what you need to watch out for. But in this one, it's just a, a matter of, I want to look at it from an investment perspective. Uh, I had a client that uh, called in. Uh, his wife was listening to some things, and uh, she was in a panic. We're going to be meeting here in the next week or so. But um, she was in a panic thinking, oh, my God, you know, the market's going to crash 50 to 80% uh, by 2022. Uh, we're going to be wiped out. We're within three to five years, again, of retirement, and we're going to lose everything. Okay, and uh, they've got substantial savings. They've got a, a good savings. Uh, they will both have um, a small retirement plan. They'll have their Social Security. So from a perspective of lifestyle, they're going to be fine regardless of the uh, having a lot of investments. But it definitely would help if they had what they've got now. So I talked to him, and I said, look, you know, we've uh, gotten ourselves positioned where at least 50% of the portfolio is pretty much guaranteed with indexes and things like that. So that leaves the other 50% exposed that we have. Um, the first 50% that's protected happens to all be in uh, qualified money. The second part is non-qualified money. And uh, one of them is in a managed account, and the other one has a lot of dividend stocks in a brokerage account. The dividend stocks started out around 100,000. We got like 350 grand in there. So you know, they were looking at selling it out. And I said, well, here's the thing, you know, we're always trying to uh, defer taxes and, and do everything else, not pay it. I said, why would you turn around in these solid blue chip stocks that are paying dividends? Why would you intentionally want to sell those and kick up a 40 to $50,000 capital gain tax? And he goes, well, I don't want to do that. And it's like, yeah, exactly. So let's think this thing through. Uh, the managed account also, um, it's grown. But as it's being managed, they've been paying smaller short-term gains throughout the last eight or 10 years. So because of that, if we did liquidate, and that's around, you know, could be around 300,000. Uh, if we did liquidate, we're not going to have any tax consequences. And that may be what we have to do to index something there or put it into a more uh, stable environment. So that would leave us with the dividend stocks. And what I've said before is, um, in the last flash crash in March of 2020, if you would remember, uh, the market went down within a few days, uh, down around 38 to 40%. But yet, if you would look at most of the dividend stocks, they were down somewhere between 20 to 25, maybe 28%. So while it's moderated, you still have a drop, but you know they've all been up uh, over 100% in some of the cases on our holdings from the from the drop that they had. So there's been a, a huge increase in that, and they're still getting paid the dividends, okay? So it sort of gives you a, um, 
a reason to wait out that uh, decrease that you're having in that pullback uh, as opposed to just a growth stock. If you had a growth stock, you know, it could take you a year, five years, whatever, if it ever comes back, but you're not being paid to hang on, you know, to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the dividend stocks, and like I say, they're, they're mainly blue chip. They're all paying uh, nice dividends. So with an increase that we've had almost a 300% increase on those stocks, uh, you know, they're getting paid basically triple from what people would be uh, getting paid now if they got into them. Okay. So if they were paying 6% and now they're up 300%, the dividends stayed the same. You're getting paid basically two to do that. Mm. So um, because of where they're at in the gains, we don't have to kick those up. Uh, if that's the case, we'll have about 70, 75% of their portfolio secured. And if something else would happen um, to them, you know, we've got, uh, you know, the balance of that went from 300 down to um, even down to 200. They're still, you know, very uh, solid in, w- in what they would have. So, you know, we're, we're going to take a look at that and see what it is. But, you know, is it necessary to do anything else? And I think, you know, you need to allocate this across um, when you do your investing and we'll bring up the tax side of it uh, in the next episode. Um, you're doing your investing. You want small caps, maybe some large caps, uh, some mid caps. You want uh, international to a certain extent, maybe some Europe or whatever. And whether they're in funds or ETFs or stocks or whatever, um, you know, you want to be allocated and, you know, have uh uh, international diversity, regional diversity, uh, different types of industries and things like that, it isn't any different on the tax perspective. You want to have short-term, long-term, qualified, non-qualified types of instruments that you can go and pull from. And we'll give you a strategy for that and why you would want to do that um, you know, in the next episode when we talk about the regulatory side and some of the proposed regulations and tax changes. But um, when you start looking at uh, the types of investments that are going to impact you, it's like, what do you need them for? Before, you know, we had talked, uh, you guys are a lot younger, so you can, you know, maintain a growth strategy, do a dollar cost averaging, and just, you know, sort of ignore it for the next 20 years. You know, uh, someone within, like I say, the three to five range of, of um, getting uh, ready for retirement, uh, not that you want to be totally conservative or go to bonds or fixed income, which, you know, uh, based on right now with the low interest rates, they've eventually got only one way to do to go and that's up. And by the time they do that, you're going to have a loss of principal and things like that. But there's other uh, types of instruments that are out there that will give you either a return or a guarantee um, or some type of uh, flexibility of what you want to, uh, what you want to get into. And it's all based on your individual and particular needs. Not everybody's the same. You listen to these pundits and they, they try to scare the hell out of everybody, which they do for the most part, you know, but they're getting paid to scare the hell out of everybody. You know, that's what they do. So for every person you have that is a, um, your market's going to 500,000 points or whatever, there's some other idiot that's going to say it's going to zero. Okay. And Everybody's got to buy gold. It's going fast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it might even happen tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stay tuned, listen, and, you know, buy my newsletter and, you know, all that kind of stupid <laughs> yeah, stuff. And, you know. I'm selling my book online. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, all the uh, the gold whores, I guess they're out there too, um, 
you know, obviously nothing wrong with that. Maybe you need it, maybe you don't. But um, if they don't buy gold, they buy cryptos. If they don't buy cryptos, they're buying gold or, you know, it's the old versus the new and who's doing what and all this stuff. So, you know, it's all crazy. And the people that are now uh, getting on the edge about uh, cryptocurrency having to be regulated in China, you know, trying to uh, discourage and outlaw, you know, crypto, but yet some other countries, uh, um, you know, engaging in it a lot more, um, you know, fervently, I guess, from the standpoint of oh, saying, yeah. hey, we're going to be utilizing this uh, as a medium of exchange. So I think the answer is yes, it's it's going to be a little bit of all of that. But um, because of the nature of cryptocurrency, the ones that are legitimate, I think there's going to be some regulation in there, but they won't be able to control it, you know, uh, as or outlaw it altogether because mm. it's taken too much of a foothold. And I think the whole idea that reared itself and when people uh, become uh, either frightened or scared or paranoid about what a government may do, uh, they get to, you know, get a lot more creative and the creativity has come up with cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. So, you know, anything that does not have a governmental oversight or control on it um, and I think what they're trying to do now is get some of these, uh, uh, the cryptos into uh, security type like FINRA regulations. Um, so, you know, from the financial industry, they're, they're trying to uh, put some of these into uh, certain, under certain regulatory statutes and everything to follow. But for the most part, the larger ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum and things like that, uh, may be far out of reach of that just because of the way that they're being utilized and, oh, and yeah. the strict volume that they're into. So um, I, I think, you know, what you have to do is, as I said before, if you're going to get into crypto, um, you know, it's down the road on some of these, um, you know, Bitcoin's up where it's at at this point, and they're still talking two or 300,000, some people by the end of the year. So you got a quarter and it's going to go from about 46, 48 right now to anywhere from 100,000 to 300,000 in three months. Can that happen? Yeah, it could happen. Is it possible? Probable? Who knows? Um, but the other thing is that it's going to get, uh, you know, regulated to the point that it's going to go out, out of business hmm. or whatever. And the other thing is that China, even though they're trying to outlaw that, they want to bring in their own cryptocurrency. You know, they want to create their own. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't like that one, but we like the idea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. And a lot of the governments, I, that's what I figured was going to happen, was all the governments say, okay, if we can't regulate it, we'll start our own and put them out of business. You know, and there again, it's like, what would you do? Buy something that the government has or do something that you can get outside of the government? Well, you'd probably do the other one. A lot of people would, you know. So um, I think there's going to be a fight going on here uh, for several years. Um, could be decades. Who knows until that uh, something comes out of that. But you guys have any feelings one way or the other about any of the news you've been hearing on uh, scaring the hell out of everybody or what? I mean – with the uh, countries kind of banning stuff, making their own cryptos, I feel like that's just going to pop up more and more. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just waiting for like Russia to have like the, the Kremlin coin or something yeah. like that. And it's like <laughs> you can't have anything but the Kremlin coin. And if you get caught with Bitcoin, you get sent to like, like the gulag or something. Exactly. And then like 
down the road the u.s has like eagle coin it's i, I yeah. see a lot of dumb stuff in the future oh, that yeah. they're gonna try and force and no one's gonna want it and it's i, I feel like it's, if they do that it's just gonna fail miserably so yeah that's that's what I think. I, yeah. Some of the stuff's too far down the road for them to stop. You know, they may be able to get the fringe elements of it that they don't like yeah. under some of these jurisdictions, like you know, FINRA, SEC oversights, and things yeah. like that. But they can't basically say that it's a uh, security. Their their problem is that it's all speculative. Well, yeah. Uh, so is a stock. I feel like <laughs> if they you know, do any regulation, it would just be on the. Uh, like we talked about before, like the scam mm-hmm. stuff going on where people are like, like creating their own and like misleading people. But I don't think they'll be able to like get rid of right. like the big giants <clears throat> that are already established. Right. Dean, what's your Stop watching this? the news. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. You people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you... If you know you have a solid plan, now this is different. If you don't have a solid plan and you need to look at everything that you you got shares in every single day to mm-hmm. make sure you didn't lose everything, you have a problem. Yeah. Yep. You need to have um, what do they say? Uh, diversification. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. He said the word. That's that's the word. Diversify. Yeah. yeah. Allocate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really. Watching the news, watching what is it, uh, MSNBC or CNBC, CNBC. Yeah, yeah all you're does. doing is just making yourself paranoid. Mm-hmm. Just do your own research. They're they're doing yeah, they're doing. Well, you don't need. There is no research to do. I mean, yeah. instead of just <laughs> taking like the advice of some random guy, like if you're curious about things, figure it out on your own. Like, don't listen to just some Joe Blow on TV. Yeah, he said, "Well, you need to sell this now." Yeah, everyone's selling out. And it yeah. drops one percent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. And every Saturday on the radio, from about seven o'clock until one in the afternoon, you can find a different guy every half hour, and all they're doing is selling you stuff. And oh, geez. you know, it's we had some guys that all they did was mutual funds, and had some other guy that was doing nothing but uh, uh, index annuities, and then somebody else is doing nothing but selling steak dinners so he can try and manage all your money or whatever. And, you know, everybody's got something to sell under it's the guise that they're going to help you. Twenty nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to put it on a credit card and forget about it. Yeah, so you got to buy something under the guise they're going to help you. You have to go to someone individually if they're going to help you. You know, we can give out, like we he- do here, general advice, but it's not going to fit everybody perfectly. It's just more for food for thought that we're talking about here. Things you have to um, at least be cognizant cognizant of. Mm. It's a big word for me huh? <laughs> this early on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> we have this thing at work. This is so off topic. We have this thing at work that we don't really do it anymore. But this guy, I don't know. He must have like read the dictionary like Eminem or something. Oh, yeah. And he'll just pop off like in the middle of a conversation about just regular stuff. And he'll use one of these words. And we've rated them on a scale of money. <laughs> so like if he uses a word that we we think we know, five that's a $5 word. Okay. He owes everybody $5 for using it. <laughs> if he uses a word that it sounds like gibberish, uh-huh. 
ten dollars. Ten dollars. You everybody ten dollars. So he's he's we going broke whole, at this point. We had this whole whiteboard, <laughs> and it had like five dollar words that Steve used. Ten dollar words that Steve used. <laughs> Stu was up to like two hundred bucks that he owed everybody. Oh God, he, he just wouldn't stop. He needs to quit that. <laughs> <laughs> like you're hurting everyone's head. Everyone here is dumb. <laughs> he either needs to stop doing that, or he needs to quit and go find a new place to work. Yeah. <laughs> Get to, get to us. He can come work with you. He's an indentured servant at this point. He's just <laughs> trying to pay everybody else off. <laughs> but yeah, once, what was the topic? Oh, yes. <laughs> $5 and $10 words. Yes, uh, big words. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I think what we need to do is just make sure that, um, you know, like uh, Dean said, you have a plan. If you've gotten a plan, you might want to tweak it a little bit or just review it. Uh, but don't listen to all this noise. Don't listen to the Saturday morning pundits, uh, anybody on you know the, the channels, the uh, uh, financial channels and everything. You have to understand, you know, the problem is with reality TV, everybody actually thinks everything is real and it's there because they have to do something. And, you know, when you look at volatility in the markets, um, you know, the stock market's going up and down. You watch CNBC, it's like, it just went down two and a half points. And, blah, 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 blah. and so they talk about an hour and a half about something stupid. And then, oh my God, what a rebound. It went up 17 points, you know. The volatility is for traders. You know, they're trading in and out. They they don't have anything at the end of the day or the beginning of the day that they're in the market on. And you have to uh, pair that out with what you're doing. Their long term is two hours, mm. Okay. And your long term is should be minimum of five years, ten years. You know that's long term, twenty years. Um, you're not trading. You're investing. You're investing for the long term. So when you get caught up into this news stuff, um, it's all volatility, and the traders thrive off of volatility because of leveraging things and all that. So, you know, they might sell short, they might go long, they might cover themselves with different things. And you're trying to listen to this going, oh, my God, it went up, it went down. What happened? What, you know, if you don't need that money by 12, 15 in the afternoon when the market just went down 115 points, what do you care? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the thing that you got to get out of your head. If you listen to all this stuff, it'll drive you absolutely insane and you'll never do anything. And there again, it's paralysis analysis you know you you sit there and analyze things and never do a damn thing and you got everything in cash and you're losing your butt in either to a low inflationary period or you don't have you miss the opportunity on the upside by not doing anything and um, so what you need to do is ignore all this volatility stuff ignore everything else unless you're a trader and we're not getting in all that crap today or ever it's a fact that we're looking at investing what you can tolerate and if you can't tolerate it don't do it just because somebody else said they did this or day traders or whatever you have to get into the point don't listen to the news don't listen to the pundits you have to be comfortable with what you have and if you're not comfortable and you have to stay up at night or talk about it every day then you need to revisit your plan because it's obviously not working for oh, yeah. you okay um or invest in um stomach ulcer stuff <laughs> because you're going to have you're a lot of them. you're going to need you're going to need what is that it? mylanta or something like that i don't know what, that's an old one <laughs> Shh. 
I wasn't that old. What is it? Rolades or uh, I don't know. Tums? Tums <laughs> could be. It could be that too. Yeah. Mylanta. That My sounds Lanta. like a potion that they used. Yeah. To I don't know. You rubbed it on something or drank it or something. I don't know. It's supposed to fix everything. Anyway, no, um, I think um, you're. And this is this is things we talked about before. <clears throat> is the emotional aspect of it all? If you're making an emotional decision, mm-hmm. it's probably not the correct one. Exactly. They're just the news is trying to scare you. People on the internet are trying to scare you into doing something you might not be comfortable with. Exactly. And even if even if that's on the aspect of buying into something, mm-hmm. I'm in a group. Um, there's like 300 people in it, and they do a lot of like talking in capital letters mm-hmm. of a I told you so, oh, like God. when crypto goes up or in, you know, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, maybe that's not for everybody. Maybe the volatility of crypto is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And some people don't understand that. They go, wow, I missed out on a 50% gain or 25% gain. I need to get in. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not for you. Mm-hmm. So you need to evaluate yourself and then make decisions. <clears throat> exactly. You don't want to go, oh, this guy's making 20% and then put 30 grand in and lose it all. Mm-hmm. So exactly. And that's, that's the thing you get caught up in it. I, I sort of relate everything to auctions. You know, I've gone to a few auctions in my life. <laughs> you watch, you know, I, you watch people get caught up into the moment and they're buying some worthless piece of crap for three times of what it was oh, actually yeah. worth because they get caught up and they figure they have to have it or beat the other guy out of the, and I, you just sit back and laugh and it's going, Oh my God. So you, you got to set a, um, a limit on the auction, what you're going to go on the upside. And it's sort of like on the investing, you got to set a limit on the downside of what you're willing to risk. So um, you just can't get caught up in that emotional um, riptide, I guess, that's happening. That's not a big word. That was a small word. It was just I think I got interjected. It. Yeah, okay. I think I got so it. So you owe me five bucks. Okay. <laughs> it's like, is that how that works? Right. It does in this Uh-oh. house. That's what it <laughs> I just got swindled. That's right. That's right. Wow. No change. Wow. I'm not making change. Oh, shoot. I only have a 20. No. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm great. I'm buying. Maybe I'm going to have to wash dishes or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a restaurant. Yes. Just file some paperwork real quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you thought this was informative, click on the button to join here. Where is it? Is it down here? should be below, yeah. It should be below here. All right. Click on to subscribe. Listen to us on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, iHeartRadio. Am I missing anything? No, he's got them all. I got them all? Huh? He's got them. Boy, it's, it's three, two, three weeks it's in a row, man. It's the Trinity, the... Oh, it's it's getting scary. Now. That's what it is. Thanos. Yes, it's getting scary. John, if they wanted to email you about something we discussed, today, see, I knew I forgot something. Where would if they do that? You would do that at jcindia at lifestagesadvisory.com, and I will get back to you. So until next time, which what did I say? We're going to be talking about government regulations, the proposed congressional tax implications coming up that. Um, the new administration wants to put through and how that could impact you. So stay tuned next time. We'll see you till then. Bye.